0: Welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast, exploring authentic Christianity for normal people. My name is Dave Betts and together with my wife Sherea, we're going to explore all the things that make our faith what it is. From looking at the big picture of the Bible to exploring the tough questions that might be getting in the way of your relationship with God.
1: We're not going to use unnecessarily churchy language and we're not pretending that we have all the answers. And the best bit, we'll never take more than 30 minutes of your time each week. We want to keep it simple and hopefully have some fun along the way. Thanks for joining us.
0: In this week's episode, we're going to look at the first five books of the Bible, often referred to as the Torah. What are they all about and why are they so important? Let's find out.
1: Okay, so we're on to episode three. That's great. Thanks everyone for joining us. We have been really um, encouraged by all the responses, which is great. So thank you. But um, we have some big news. So Dave, do you want to tell us what our big news is?
0: Yeah, we have some really big news. Uh, We have a
1: cat. We have a cat.
0: Yeah, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, oh, we have what? a podcast on iTunes and Spotify now. But yes, we do have a cat. We have Obviously, a cat as that's well. that's
1: not where my mind was going. But right. um, yeah, we have a new cat and she's lovely. And her name is Lila and she loves to cuddle. So we love her. She's, I love her.
0: She's a bit needy if you ask me, but... <laughs> She does love a good cuddle. So that's cool. Mm. Um, But no, the other good news, podcast related news is that we are now on iTunes and Spotify and we have a website coming soon. So that's exciting stuff. And if you are interested in supporting us, there are a few things you can do. But the best way you can support us is by going over to Apple Podcasts finding the Simple Faith Podcast and uh, posting a written review, preferably five stars if you really like us, uh, because that helps us to rank slightly higher and therefore reach more people. Because ultimately, we are not trying to increase our name. We're trying to increase the name of Jesus. We're trying to draw people closer to God and Any people that we can reach to do that is a huge blessing. So, guys, thanks again for your massive encouragement. It's been so encouraging over the last uh, few weeks as we get this off the ground. Uh, But please do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. So, Sharia, I want to tell you that the Bible is kind of like the Avengers.
1: What? (laughs)
0: Um, Why? Well, as you know, I am a big fan of the Avengers.
1: Yeah, I do Um, know.
0: That's, I've got a few uh, special mugs and... Uh,
1: and, I've got, and a Spider-Man suit. <laughs> yeah. I think you should mention that. Yeah, an <laughs>
0: extortionately priced Spider-Man 3 custom-made costume that doesn't even fit me anymore. But I've got it. It's here. Um, it's it's my life. It's how, I, it's how I roll. I was a superhero nerd before superhero nerds were cool. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, I grew up on a diet of uh, poorly made 70s, 80s, 90s superhero cartoons. I loved them. And my brother and I, as we were kids, we'd watch... Anything we could get our hands on. And I think you can find some of them now on YouTube. but They're terrible. I even watched this Japanese Spider-Man movie once. It was, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, but anyway, uh, about a year ago, Avengers Endgame came out. Uh, and as a superhero nerd, as a 30-year-old superhero nerd at the time, I was beside myself. It was epic. It concluded this overarching story that spanned like 20 movies and included a whole bunch of heroes on screen that I dreamed of seeing one day it was my dreams coming true and even Sharia, you might remember as I sat next to you in the cinema there were literal gasps of joy (laughs) coming out as some of the things happened it was majestic it was the best thing yeah I do remember that but here's the thing Sharia. part of what made it special was that I was so deeply invested in that overarching narrative. I'd followed those characters for almost 10 years. And, well, in fact, I followed them all my life, but I followed them on screen for almost 10 years. And if you'd never seen a, a Marvel movie before and you kicked things off with Avengers Endgame, you would have found it epic. My friend Simon, who is not into Marvel, Simon, you would have found that epic. But you might not have appreciated the storyline. You'd be pretty confused because it was the culmination of so many stories. So it would be a a fun visual spectacle that you might appreciate. But when you watch it in light of all the movies that have come before and you understand it in light of some of the comic book references and Easter eggs and things like that, you find it immeasurably more enjoyable. So here's the thing, Mm Shreya. I think the Bible is the same way, only much, much better. You see, as... As Christians, we read the New Testament and we're blown away by the, the person, the character of Jesus. We're, we're blown away by who he is and what he does for us. And it, as a standalone thing, it's epic because Jesus died for us. But when you see it in light of the overarching narrative of the entire Bible, the Old Testament, the, the Torah, the, the historical books, the prophets, the poetry, and, and all of that stuff, it, it is mind-blowing to see how God orchestrated this overarching narrative from the beginning. And it's with that in mind that I would love for us to start looking at the Torah. Okay, so we are on to the Torah, also known as the Pentateuch, but we're going to refer to it as the Torah today. What is the Torah, Shereya?
1: Yeah, um, so I guess the first five books. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy.
0: And what do you think of when you think of the Torah? What kind of emotions come to mind? What kind of themes come to mind in your head?
1: I think for themes, probably the big ones would be like creation, Um, beginning of mankind, um, sin is a big theme as well, and I guess the law. I mean, the Torah means the law. That's that's what that means. So those are probably the biggest themes. And I think when I think of just the emotions, probably a whirlwind because there's so much happening.
0: Mm. For me, sometimes, I have to admit, I think of particularly the second half of the Torah with with fear and trepidation, because it's it's quite hard going, especially in today's world where the rules are just so different. So we're going to talk about that. I think the easiest way to separate the Torah is into three sections. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. So we have Genesis 1 to 11, which is kind of the rise of nations, the rise of humanity. Genesis 12 to 50, which is uh, following... Uh, a man called Abraham and the li- his line, the line of Abraham. So Abraham followed by his son, Isaac, followed by Isaac's son, Jacob, and followed by his son, Joseph. And then we have this bit where it's like the rest of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is all about uh, God's people in Egypt, uh, Moses uh, leading his people out of slavery, and then God giving them the law. So you hit a lot of those things on the head, uh, mm-hmm. but in terms of if we want to put it at its most simple, Genesis 1 to 11, the rise of nations, Genesis 12 to 50, Abraham and his family, and then Exodus onwards is all about the people of God being freed from slavery and creating a new nation, the, the, the people of God.
1: Right. So even in these first five books, there's a lot to cover. But let's start with Genesis 1 to 11, because you said that was the first section, right? So what is going on there? What are the key things to take away?
0: Well, Genesis 1 to 11 is it's key there are so many things going on like you said think of it like phase one of the marvel universe the mcu it's it's if we split it all into a, a series of of movies they all make one big narrative so those movies would be creation uh, the fall cain and abel the flood um the tower of babel there's all sorts going on. So let's let's talk about those in more detail. So in Genesis 1 and 2, God creates the heavens and the earth. That would be the first movie in our series in our phase 1 series. If you if by the way if you don't watch these Marvel movies, I'm sorry if this is not making any sense. But God creates the heavens and the earth with which is epic. He creates it out of nothing. You see God is an infinite being. He creates a finite universe and then in Genesis 2 he creates humanity as well. And as he creates Adam and Eve, the first humans, he says to them, you have one job. Your job really is to name the animals. Well, really two jobs. Name the animals and to be fruitful and multiply. It's a it's a good deal. And God walks with his people. He's in close relationship with them. And because God is a, an honorable God, he gives them a choice. You see, relationship is best when there is a choice, when it's not coerced. And, and he puts in the Garden of Eden uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he says to them, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I want to be clear, that's, this is my interpretation. I think God is giving Adam and Eve a choice here. Um, this is not a definitive Bible statement. And he's saying, you can choose to go my way, which will lead to goodness and blessing and uh, hope and joy. Or you can choose to define good and evil on your own terms by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But it's going to lead to bad things. It's going to lead to curses. It's going to lead to pain and suffering. See, God is totally good. So anything that is good is of God and anything that isn't good is not of God. So if we go away way that is different to God's, so then we're missing out on what is good, right? And so we get to Genesis 3, which is a pivotal chapter we call it original sin or the fall You see adam and eve tempted by the serpent which we later find out is the the devil and they eat from the fruit of the tree of not the knowledge of good and evil and they choose to go their own way instead of god's way and when we go our own way instead of god's way the bible calls this sin and the challenge is that the punishment for sin is death so death comes into the world through adam and eve And they're no longer allowed to be in relationship with God because God is a holy God, meaning he won't be in the presence of sin and God casts them out of the Garden of Eden and life becomes challenging. And there's so much more we could talk about there, but we just don't have time. But we see that sin issue and that sin issue passes down in Genesis 4 to their children, to Cain and Abel, and we see that sin is inherited. And Cain and Abel then... Uh, Cain actually kills Abel. It's not a good scene. Uh, It's bad. But we see that sin is just pervasive. It's part of uh, humanity. And in Genesis 6, we see that humanity is so bad, so terrible that God regrets. It says in uh, uh, Genesis 6 that God regrets making humanity and he sends a flood, but he keeps one righteous man, one man free from sin, a man called Noah and his family. And he gets them to build an ark. We know this story. He builds an ark, and as the floods come, he is saved. He's protected. And then, in Genesis nine, the flood waters subside. I think it's Genesis nine. I don't want to. Uh, don't hold me to that. But the the flood waters subside, and then Noah and his his family are protected. But there's a problem. You see, Noah still ends up being sinful. The sin problem remains. And in Genesis 11, humanity tries to build a tower. You see, because they are full of pride, because they're full of envy and arrogance, they want to be like God. They don't want to be under God. They want to be like God. And so they tried to build a a tower to prove how great they are. And God sends them on their way. he splits them. And so we see that suddenly people are cast across the nations and their languages are confused. And we have the rise of nations. So that's Genesis 1 to 11 in a nutshell, sure.
1: So I guess through all of that, I feel like I kind of picked out the theme of, I guess, people choosing to do their own thing instead of God's and, and the consequences of that. Would you say that's kind of the big theme there?
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. People want to go their own way and not God's. And sin is a big deal and it's gripping people's hearts and it's something that needs to change but people are struggling to live lives free from selfishness pride and malice and it's a problem that still plagues us today in fact as we look at genesis 12 to 50 we see a similar pattern you know god makes a promise to noah by the way that he will never send a flood like that again we we call that promise a covenant and then when he speaks to Abraham a few generations later, as we look at that, that specific family, he promises Abraham that he will make his descendants as numerous as the stars, that they will be his people and he will be their God. And it's, it's what we call the Abrahamic covenant. But we see that sin problem remains and it continues and continues and continues throughout uh, through Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. Jacob, by the way, is renamed as Israel. That's where we get the name Israel for the people of God. And then his children through uh, Joseph and his brothers become the tribes of Israel. So that takes us up to the end of Genesis 12 to 50. So that's that's the book of Genesis.
1: Yeah. Of rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very uh, in a nutshell, I guess.
0: Yeah. And of course, Of course, we could go into much more detail in all of this. At some point, I think we're going to do a series looking at just the first few days of creation. I think that's important that we do. Uh, There's so much we could talk about and we've rushed through it, but we need to move on. So let's look at the book of Exodus and then the rest of the Torah.
1: Great. All right, so in this next section, we are gonna be talking a bit about Exodus and that um, section of the Bible. But before we talk about that, we just wanted to really emphasize that even at the beginning, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God already had this plan to rescue people from their sin. Um, And that is really the covenant that he's made with Abraham and that promise of blessing Abraham and his family but also blessing the world through his family and and bringing a savior. Um and we yeah, so we want to go on emphasizing that because the focus really is on this one family, but the reason is because God is going to bring a savior through this family. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So, if we're thinking of this uh, overarching narrative, again, think MCU, you know, every movie is a standalone in its own right Kenny Noble is a standalone story but it's part of the big picture of the Bible and they all interweave and interrelate together and all of all of what we see in the Bible from Genesis 3 onwards is a response to uh, that that sinfulness of humanity and what God is doing to bring about salvation for his people so that's that's what we're talking about now in the time we have left let's talk about Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, oh yeah,
1: all three. <laughs> we're going to
0: bust it. I mean, Exodus, that's four, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. even more. <laughs> yeah. So in Exodus, we have the story of Moses and his people. If you've seen The Prince of Egypt, the movie, then you're probably pretty good, right?
1: Oh yeah, we love that movie. It, I mean, obviously it's not going to be exactly the same as reading it in the Bible, but it's pretty close. Did and- you know...
0: They've actually brought out a uh, theater production of it. Um, Some friends of ours have seen it and really mixed reviews. But anyway, that's a side note. Let's talk about Exodus. So Exodus is about Moses. So what's going on is there's a famine amongst the people of God, and they end up going down to Egypt to get some food. And over uh, quite a period of time, they end up multiplying and multiplying and multiplying, and Pharaoh gets a little bit concerned, and he's saying, hang on a minute if these guys turn against us, we're going to be, we're going to struggle. So he starts oppressing them and they end up in slavery. Um, and eventually it gets so bad that Pharaoh starts killing the firstborn. Well, in fact, he starts killing the male children of the the Hebrew people, the Israelite people. And that's the problem. And when Moses' mum gives birth to Moses, they try and hide him. So they put him off on a basket, send him down the river. And uh, then gets, by God's, providence by god coincidence we could say uh, he moses ends up in the care of the house of pharaoh so moses grows up and eventually he sees uh, the hebrew people being uh, assaulted abused and mistreated by the egyptians and he he ends up accidentally murdering uh, i don't know if it's an accident actually
1: well he kills one of the slave drivers doesn't he because he he's so angry
0: yeah but it's not is it an accident it might be a deliberate Thing. And he, whatever he kills him, he goes off uh, into hiding because Pharaoh tries to kill Moses, and uh, he ends up in the land of Midian, and he encounters God in a burning bush. You might be familiar with this story. So then, God says to him, "You need to, you need to go and free my people. I'm going to use you." And Moses is like, "Hang on, I can't. I'm not. I'm no good." And God says, "Very well, relatable
1: uh, section of the Bible." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Moses is like, "I can't." Talk in front of this person. Why would you send me?
0: Exactly, and uh, God is like, hang on, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm gonna do this. i I've got, I've got this. You're good. So Moses goes to Pharaoh, says, "Let my people go," and we know the story, right? I'm sure you do. There's nine plagues that are getting increasingly more serious, and then God sends the tenth plague, which is the most intense. So remember how Pharaoh was killing the uh, the male children of the Israelite people. Well, God sends a plague where he's going to send an angel over Egypt and he's going to kill the firstborn of every animal and every human there. It's pretty bad. But there's a way that people could be saved from that. What they needed to do was sacrifice a lamb or a goat and uh, paint the blood on the door frames. Now, when we think of sacrifices, Sharia, It sounds pretty weird, doesn't it, when we talk about it in the 21st century.
1: Yeah, that's not really something that we do today. It's kind of something we would think as being quite brutal or um, kind of nasty, I guess. Yeah, and that's,
0: that's a fair thing now. But what we have to remember is that this was thousands of years ago and culture was very, very different. So what happens is that they are to sacrifice these lambs. You see, the punishment for sin is death. And so the way that they could have their sin passed over you might recognize passover there is that uh, they could sacrifice a lamb and by the death of that lamb by painting that blood on the doorframe the angel would pass over them and they would be spared so that's exactly what happened and there is mourning and tears and sadness in. I mean, it's a brutal thing. It's a brutal thing to happen, but that is the punishment for the way that Pharaoh had treated God's people. So he finally relents and lets Mo- Moses and his people go, and they escape.
1: I think another thing that is worth mentioning with, um, yeah, with the angel of death passing over um and killing the the firstborn, is that it wasn't this wasn't the first plague. This wasn't the first warning. God gave them nine warnings. Um, mm-hmm. and Pharaoh still, didn't listen and still had a hard heart towards what God was saying. Yeah, I don't know. I think that helps me to kind of feel a bit more of an understanding of why maybe that had to happen.
0: Oh yeah. I think that's, that's a great, great point. Uh, and what is also really important to remember, you, you touched on it there is that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. You see God had a plan the whole time. Now we don't have time to talk about the, the implications of that, but I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting passage, but what happens next is that Moses and his people begin to escape and Pharaoh changes his mind and starts chasing after him. And Moses parts the Red Sea. Well, really God parts the Red Sea through Moses and they escape into the wilderness and they start wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. So that's up to Exodus 18. So that's not even, I don't think that's even halfway through the book of Exodus actually. But then we get this new period, this period where the people are free and uh, Moses ends up up the side of Mount Sinai, where God gives him the law.
1: Yeah, you can probably picture it in your head. You've probably (laughs) seen the pictures or maybe in the movies of, you know, Moses walking down the mountain with mist all around him, carrying these chiseled stones, I guess. (laughs) That's the picture (laughs) that comes to my mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's when we get the Ten Commandments.
0: Yeah, so that's the key thing, isn't it? When we think of the law... Probably the most important thing that we kind of relate it with, associate it with, it, are the Ten Commandments. So those are in Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5 uh, is kind of repeated. But what God is doing when He gives the law is He is saying, This is how I want you to live separate from the people of the world because you are my people. If you go my way and you live my way, if you choose to. Uh, follow me and come under my leadership just as he said to adam and eve you will experience blessing and goodness and hope but if you choose to go your way you're going to experience uh, death and curses and pain god is trying to look out for his people now some of those laws are pretty weird. There's something like 612 of those laws, and some of them now just seem so strange to us. This is where we get real for a second and say, if you're reading through Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, you're going to read some weird stuff.
1: Yeah, this is probably the area of the Bible where you want to um, maybe take out a commentary or, I don't know, something to help kind of explain what's going on and and the meaning that it had back then and how we can understand it now.
0: Yeah, I, I think... The thing is, though, Sharia, I think it's important. It's so important and we can learn so much from it. But we have to remember that we live under a new covenant, a new promise. So this law was also a covenant. So just to recap those covenants, we had the Noahic covenant where God promised never to send a flood. The Abrahamic covenant where he promised that the descendants would come through Abraham. And then the law, which is called the Mosaic covenant from Moses, the Mosaic covenant, which was his promise that if people went his way and did uh, worked, lived in a godly way, he would bless them. And if they went their own way, then there would be challenges, they would struggle. And so that's where we finish the Torah. That's the Torah in a nutshell. We could talk a lot more about those laws, and I'm sure we will. But maybe you have some questions, maybe you have some challenges that you're struggling with. Well, feel free to send us an email to the simplefaithpodcast at gmail.com. I should be clear there simplefaithpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. But that is the Torah. Yeah. So that was a rushed tour of the Torah. <laughs> Torah, get it? No? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, here is the thing. We know we haven't done that justice. Um, I wrote a, a lesson plan for a course called Understanding the Bible, and I taught the Torah in two hours, and that was rushed. So to do it in 20 minutes, we are never going to do it justice. So I'm sorry if you're looking for something deeper. We would love to talk more about you. About you? <laughs> We'd love to talk more about the, the Torah with you. Uh, if you have any questions, um, and we can point you to some great resources to learn more about it. But that's it for now. Time for a game, I think.
1: Yeah, so we like to finish with a game because it's fun. Um, and today is a Torah-themed Would You Rather? <laughs>
0: okay, which cool. Which I thought
1: might be kind of fun, but we'll see. We'll see. So, I'll start it off, and then you can you read the to read them question, as well. Okay, great. Yeah. So, first, would you rather live through a seven-year famine... Or live through the ten plagues
0: Ugh. in Egypt. Um, They're both terrible. <laughs> 70, seven year famine. Okay, why? I, um, because I don't like the idea of locusts, and also firstborns being murdered. Yeah, that would be a problem. Intense. How does that work with twins? I'm a twin, so that would be a challenge. The firstborn. I'm still technically you the firstborn, born? I guess. But Daniel, <laughs> my brother, escaped that by about one minute, two minutes. Wow. You I were... mean,
1: I'm the youngest, so I, I don't Okay, next but, question. Move on. <laughs> Okay, you can read the next one. Okay,
0: would you rather be hairy all over or be bald all over? That's an interesting question.
1: Okay, well, that one was based on Esau and Jacob because Esau apparently is really hairy. But anyways, that aside, I think I have to really think about this, but...
0: Be bald all over. It's an easy one for me.
1: I think so too. I think at first I thought maybe hairy because you could shave, but I think I'd rather be bald because then you can put on wigs and...
0: Yeah, can I just point out as well that... Sherea had written down, be Harry all over. No, no. (laughs) I I feel like I I interpreted that for her, but I just don't want to be Harry all over. I'm just going to tell you that. Next question.
1: Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Would you rather only eat bread for the rest of your life or only eat quail meat for the rest of your life?
0: Quail meat. I am no veggie.
1: I would rather eat bread. I appreciate
0: vegetarians, but...
1: You can do so much with bread, though. Yeah, but you can can eat
0: so much meat.
1: Pretzels.
0: What do you think? That's That's the the good question.
1: Normal bread, bread.
0: (laughs) toast. Ooh, but you can't have anything on it. Sand. You can have sand on your toast. So
1: fresh bread. Okay. Would
0: you rather take dogs on the ark and leave the cats, or take cats on the ark and leave the dogs?
1: (laughs) This is basically just like, are you a cat person or a dog person? Question. I'm a dog
0: person. I would have a pug. <laughs> I, I wonder if were pugs on the ark. No. Cuz
1: <laughs> pugs have been interbred for like
0: pugs, years and that's why they're, have been the, the way that they are. I think the ark would have been a happier place if it was full of pugs. Mm. Even just two pugs would have been okay.
1: I don't know if they would have survived. They would have had a panic attack. Would you
0: rather live for 900 more years or live for 10 10 more years? Is that the question? Yeah, that's the question. Obviously 900 more years. Who would say, "Oh yeah, I don't want to live for I 10 would more say years.
1: 10. 900 years? You
0: only want to live for 10 years. How bad is your life? No,
1: I mean, but I mean, you live past everyone that you know and love, and how depressing would that be? And who knows what the future is going to be like? Like, it might be terrible. I'm
0: going to tell you now, as your husband, I do not want you to only live for 10 more years. That is a I know, answer. but
1: that's why it's a theoretical question.
0: I would live for 900 more years. I would live for 10 go. more years. You know what? Just make new friends. Because
1: life is good, and just what? Make more <laughs> friends. <laughs> No, my limit is...
0: <laughs> okay, guys, that was our word. would you rather. I wonder what you think about some of those questions. We, yeah. quick summary of what we've looked at so far. So we've got the Torah, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, what is happening? Well, we've got the rise of nations in Genesis 1 to 11. We've got the, the journey of Abraham and his family in Genesis 12 to 50. We've got a number of covenants in there. The Noahic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant... Uh, We have the Exodus from Egypt, uh, and then God gives his people the law. And there we go. That's the Torah. If you have any questions, don't forget to email us at simplefaithpodcast.com. And please, 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 if you get the chance, write a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. So thank you so much. We will see you next week.
1: See you.